podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021, the Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins. Put your money where your mates are and play along with the Cricket Badger. Hello everybody, welcome along. It is another edition of the IPL 2021 Daily Podcast. I am James Butler, the Cricket Badger, and in today's edition we are going to run through each of the eight franchises, look at their strengths and their weaknesses, joined by probably about half of the fan badges that you'll hear on the IPL dailies as we go through. And we're going to by the end of this edition of the podcast know who's going to win it because our fan badges they know their stuff. Today I'm joined by Deepak, Harry, Mackle, Naman, Neil and Samson. And we're going to start in alphabetical order with the Delhi Capitals. Haven't got Daniel Kelly, our Delhi Capitals man, with us today. So let's start with you, Knuckle. And one of the things that I felt was big moment for them in the in the run up to this competition was the injury to Shreyas Iyer. Looks like he's going to be gone for two months. And they've appointed Rishabh Pant, and we've seen how good Rishabh Pant has been in the last twelve months. He's really come of age, I think, as a cricketer. He's capable of doing the extraordinary. Saddling him though with the cap. Captaincy could be either a stroke of genius or it could be their downfall this time. How do you see it going, Nakul? I like the move. I like the move of Rishabh Pant being made captain. I think it's Delhi going back to the principles of of the Capitals as opposed to the the Daredevils is being which is being aggressive and being um, proactive. I thought that. Uh, last year they got too much into the into the mode of going for conservatism when things went wrong and I think that Risha Punt's form last year with his strike rate of barely over six runs and over was a bit of a microcosm of that but they'd done really well through the in the rebranding process of being an aggressive team who went hard at you with bat and ball and I think that, that Risha Punt is a is a good option for that he does have some captaincy experience I think he's captain in the Ranji Trophy and the Vijay Hazade Trophy for, for Delhi's state team uh, and it might just just allow Delhi to be a little bit more, yeah, a, bit, a little bit more free. I think rather than going for Stephen Smith or Ajinkya Rahane, which basically means you have to play one of the two of them, which isn't necessarily the right option anyway. Uh, I would have been okay with Ashwin being, uh, I think, being being captain, but I like the move of Arisha Pant, and I just hope that Delhi are, are true to their aggressive principles. Samson. Um, you're our RCB man on the podcast, but Delhi Capitals, they've obviously got better year on year um, over the last couple of years. Anyway, third um, a couple of times ago, second last year, beaten by Mumbai in the final. Can you see them being a real trophy contender this time around? Do you think they've got the strength to go one better? Definitely, James. I mean, if the lineup is unbelievable. I mean, you look at their batting order. They have that you know core Indian team members playing there. And you know, bowling wise, they have Ashwin and Aksar Patel, who is, who is high on confidence with the test series that they played recently and they are geniuses they are thinking they are thinking bowlers and I think they have all the bases covered they even have Stephen Smith to lend in a bit of leadership in there I think they are they are 
they're I think they're much more better placed than Mumbai Indians I would say this year and they're, they're going to be one of the strong contenders to lift the trophy this year Neil Varani um, one of our regulars Sunrise is Hyderabad fan but Delhi Capitals they've got one of the best bowling attacks in the competition you've obviously got Ashwin in the in the spin department but they're two pace bowlers the South Africans in Kahisa Rabada who won the Purple Cap last year um, ably supported um, if not equaled by Anrik Norkia's pace as well gives them a real asset doesn't it in the field they can really retrieve any game with that bowling attack yeah it's an absolutely superb death bowling attack with Nokia and Rabada I'll be interested to see how they uh, tackle the power play because you don't want to waste those bowlers too much Nokia is sometimes used in the middle up as uh, as a bit of an enforcer but they've got Umesh Yadav who has a very good record um, for someone who takes a bit of stick in the power play and then tends to fall away if he's used later on. Um, Ishant is also there. And you've got um, Wokes and Curran in reserve. Although with the use of two fast bowlers from South Africa to begin with, um, you wonder how much um, game time those two will actually get if you think that Stoinis was used as a, a finisher and then part-time bowler. Hetmeyer is also there who can be destructive. They've got a very strong team all round. I wonder about maybe a little bit weakness in the uh, leg spin departments. I think they've given up uh, Sunday, which would leave Amit Mishra with all this experience as the only um, really high quality leg spinner unless Steve Smith turns over his arm a bit. So possibly in the, um, on spinning tracks, they may not have that attacking bowling that um, you would want. But I think they're definitely contenders. Now, man, you look at Delhi's auction activity, they brought in Tom Curran, Steve Smith, Sam Billings, Amesh Dav, and then a, a few more to just bolster up their squad. Um, and if you're going to be critical, I mean, I know they didn't have a huge amount to spend, but Tom Curran has been a little bit hit and miss for England. Sam Billings has obviously picked up an injury during that series. And Steve Smith uh, comes in after a fairly well, disappointing season for him as captain of Rajasthan Royals last year. I guess though Smith's got a quite a lot to prove, so that would be a good thing for them. Not, not a massive amount of change there, is there, Naman? Not at all. And also we'll see Rabada, Nokia and Stoinis, at least these three players in all the matches, uh, if available. I guess uh, the Rabada and Nokia are not there for initial uh, matches, but uh, these three foreign players are going to play in each and every match. Uh, also, uh, there will be an option. Uh, they'll have to choose between Hetmeyer and Smith with no Shreyas here right now. I feel uh, they will prefer Smith to the someone who will play anchoring innings uh, throughout the 20 overs because Shaw and uh, Dhawan are good in the power play overs but they need to stay over there till for a bit uh, longer period so overall I feel yes uh, they have the services now of uh, Chris Wokes and Tom Curran but I still doubt uh, where they will exactly fit because uh, Stoinis is the one who will, is going to make it to the 11 all the Putin matches uh, but overall yes uh, they have taken the foreign players but I don't think so Tom Curran and everyone are going to get one or two matches not more than that Let's round off the Delhi Capitals then. Um, six of you, uh, including myself, seven, I'm going to give Mark out a 10 for their chances of winning the title this time around. So if it's a, if you think they're cast iron to win it, it's a 10 out of 10. If you think it's no chance at all, it's a one out of 10. Neil, start with you. 
mark out a 10 for them? I had them at, at an 8 or a 9, but I think losing Aya drops them down to 7 because Smith's the only real anchor. Knuckle. Six and a half. Uh, I think Nokia and Robada missing for a few games is, is an issue. I think they may well end up falling for the temptation of too many anchors with Smith and Rahane, and the, it'll be interesting to see how the balance goes. So yeah, six and a half. Harry, what about you? I think it's going to be a seven. Deepak? I would go with 7.5 again because... Uh, they they lose out on the matchup game against some teams like Mumbai Indians and against the rest of the others they have they have an upper hand. Naman. I'll go with six. And then finally Samson. I think it should be eight point five. I think they have a really good batting lineup and even they have Bashwin also in there. So I don't I think it's it's gonna be eight point five for me. Well I'm gonna give them an eight. So uh, that finishes off our scoring. I'm not gonna total them up. We'll total them right at the end. Delhi Capitals, that's them done. And good luck to them for the forthcoming season. We have a whole host of CSK fans on our podcast this time around. I didn't bring them in for the Delhi Capitals because I'm going to get them in on the CSK side of things. And let's start with you, Deepak. Um, CSK, obviously very disappointed last season. They'd had that proud history of every time they'd been in the competition, they'd made the playoffs. They finished seventh. They were the first team to be mathematically eliminated from making the playoffs last season. Real disappointment for MS Dhoni and Dad's Army, as they've been christened, isn't they, for their ageing squad. Do you see this being different? Because and one of the things I thought last year was they struggled to come to terms with the fact that there was neutral venues in the UAE because obviously at their home ground, they know their surface, they have spin, they they can really control matches on that home surface. They're going to not be playing a single game on their home surface this time around. So are we, are we in the same boat again with CSK or can you see a, an improvement this time? Uh, well, I definitely see an improvement. The major factor being the inclusion of Reiner. Uh, though he individually might not bring that much of a value, but uh, that brings in a much uh, better opportunity for them to change the combination. As you can see, last year, they had to play two overseas batsmen in uh, Watson and Duplessis because they were short of one Indian batsman who could, uh, you know, uh, who had the experience of playing in the top order. So, therefore, they were not able to, you know, adjust Tahir or then uh, the extra overseas fast bowler last, last season. So, their, their, their forte is to hold uh, the control over other teams in the middle overs with the spin bowling, which they failed to do last year. I feel the matches being in India and a few games in particular in Delhi, that will uh, suit them. Plus, uh, with Raina being there, they will probably be suited to accommodate Imran Tahir in the XI and that will bring in a lot of difference. Also, there is uh, Mitchell Santner in there. Uh, so, they can there, there might be a toss-up between Imran Tahir and Santner. Yeah, so that's one big positive for me, the inclusion of Raina. Second thing is the opening combination by bringing in Robin Uthappa. Uh, he's been in great touch in recent times in the uh, domestic circuit. And uh, like we saw last year, once we were sent out to open, he was a very, you know, very destructive in the power plays and, and is particularly the right man to take advantage in the power plays. So we might actually see some intent from the CSK batsman, unlike last year, in the top order. Harry, welcome to the podcast. You're one of our new badges for IPL 2021. You're a CSK man. Do you see their additions this time around? They've obviously been busy in the auction. There was a hope, wasn't there, with CSK that they were going to have a major auction so they could really have a proper revamp and try and yeah. get a, a, a fully changed squad but the men they've brought in do you think they can make a difference? Definitely James I see them making some sort of progress in this season I do know that a whole old revamp is required for the spot to be perfect like the old CSK and I think they'll be looking forward very eagerly to the next option so but uh, the additions they have made this year are, like, are, are quite good I, I like I believe Moinali is going to be a great addition to the psyche balls off spin so last time we did the, the big problem was that we didn't have a proper off spinning option as Har, Harbhajan had opted out of the tournament so uh, I think a good off spin has really 
uh, essential for the T20 team. And Moinelli is also an experienced man. He has played T20 cricket in uh, in domestic circuit in England and also for the England international team. So I think he's going to be a handful. And one more addition I'm looking forward to is actually Krishnappa Gautam. People I know that people don't rate him too much. Uh, he's that kind of a player who will win you uh, probably one match, and that is going to be an important match. So he can strike it big, uh, like uh, if you would have seen in the 2018 season. Uh, he could strike it big and also pick up some wickets. He can ball in the far play. I'm not sure if Gautam will make it to the squad every single match. But if at all he he's included, I think he'll be that player who can win one match. Naman, you were with one of our KKR badges last year, but CSK is your team and I've allowed you to transfer to your main love this time around. And looking at CSK's squad, I mean, you were part of the IPL podcast last year and we watched CSK really struggle. They were floundering towards the bottom end of the group stage all the way through. Can, can you see them being different this time yes a lot and i guess uh, dhoni loves playing in india and they are only going to come back stronger and they are going to hurt uh, many sides and i feel that they have uh, got every flavor in them whether they are all-rounders or leg spinners or off spinners or left arm orthodox they have great finishers in the name of dhoni jadeja and now they have uh, bought in krishna Gautam and mohin ali so they have plenty of flavors to choose from and it will be good to see whom they uh, choose now uh, as a replacement for hazelwood so and uh, they love uh, playing in uh, Mumbai and uh, Bangalore. They have five matches in Mumbai, so they have good record also in uh, Bangkok Day. So I feel overall they have good batting lineup uh, with Raina also coming back in. So top four is just uh, brilliant to watch uh, with also Robin Uttapa as a great addition and he has been brilliant in Vijay Hazare Trophy. So Robin Uttapa, Ruturaj, Faf, Raina, Raidu and then the finishers uh, Dhoni and uh, Jadeja with uh, also uh, not to forget uh, what Shardul has done recently. Him and Deepak Cheher are going to be totally different bowlers after the, they have uh, seen their recent tour and what India has done against uh, the sides like Australia and England. So I feel overall uh, this is going to be a very different team and uh, expecting a lot, lot better performance and uh, I feel they are the top guns this time. Right, we've heard from three CSK fans and obviously they're very buoyant going into this edition of the IPL. Let's bring in Samson as a, as a neutral observer in terms of CSK. I look at CSK, um, Sam, and, and I'm looking at them and I'm thinking is there going to be any difference from last year and I'm, I'm not sure I see it myself how, how do you see it? Honestly James I don't see there's going to there's any improvement at all even their recent signings Moeen Ali on a batting perspective is really destructive like get him, getting him as a spinner even uh, they've got um, they've got another Karnataka player right? Uh, yeah, I think both the signings just doesn't make sense because they're adding more spinners to the group uh, while they're going to be playing in Mumbai. A lot of matches in Mumbai, that just doesn't make sense for me. And In, in fairness, Sam, they, they brought out the neutral grounds thing after the auction, didn't they? So CSK were buying for their home Chepak surface and they're not playing on that surface and that may be a problem for them. But still, they've got plenty of spinners is what I feel about it. I, if you're going to someone like Moin, why would you go someone, uh, you know, for some for another spinner again? It just doesn't make sense for me. But they should have, they should have at least uh, you know, uh, worked on getting good uh, pacers in their team or at least a uh better seamers but again uh, Dhoni Raina Raidu and Tahid they haven't played much international cricket or at least domestic games so it's going to hurt them a lot when they come back into a real match situation and they're starting against the Delhi Capitals who are much stronger and if they don't start well and they're just going to it's going to repeat the same thing is going to repeat again is what I feel but I just don't see Chennai Super King as a strong squad or any improvement from the previous season Well Sam let's start with you for your mark out of 10 for CSK and their chances this time around I, I, I would say 3 just because they got right 
Wayne Abagaro should have given it to. I think it's three. Neil? Five for me. The batting, unless they play Mo regularly, doesn't really have any intent. Naman? Nine. <laughs> it's going to be slightly skewed this, isn't it? Knuckle? Five. I think the, the uh, Reina back is a, is a huge deal. Um, I think Sam Curran uh, and, and Mo and Ali can give some intent. And I would like to see them use Mitchell Santner more uh, more this year. Um, the bowling will take care of itself and I don't think the batting can possibly be as bad as it was last year. So I'll say five. Harry? Seven. Seven from Harry and Deepak? I would go with seven. Seven from Deepak. I'm going to stick mine in at five as well. So that's our CSK preview done. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Let's move on to KKR. And let's start off with uh, Naman. He was our KKR man last year. And Naman, frustrating last year, wasn't it? Obviously, Andre Russell, the big man, didn't fire as he did do the previous season. They changed their captaincy halfway through. And it was a very inconsistent KKR. They were capable of winning matches, but they're also capable of losing plenty as well. And that's just how they missed out on the playoffs. And obviously, you've jumped ship in terms of your fan budget them this time around. But KKR, how do you see their season going? I feel they had a fair, decent, the season but uh, all I want is to be a bit sure about their batting lineup and their playing 11 there were lots of uh, tossing and turning up uh, also shuffling of the players uh, sometimes uh, Tripathi used to open then Nitish Rana used to open also the place of Morgan and Russell was not fixed uh, they used to come sometimes uh, they would promote Russell and sometimes also Narayan used to open so they just need to like come with a fixed mindset and a proper batting lineup I don't think so bowling is that much issue Pat Cummins uh, yes in the initial stages he went for plenty but I feel their bowling is uh, pretty much summed up with Shivan Mavi uh, Sunil Narayan uh, Varun Chakravarti was a huge positive for them uh, last year but overall they have the guns and everything with them who could win the matches for them uh, Russell and Morgan single-handedly also they can do for uh, KKR and also form of Dinesh Karthik was a uh, very low in the last edition but a lot is expected from him too so overall they just need to fix their batting lineup and not shuffle that much and uh, give the roles to every player what they need to do and I feel overall the players what they already have uh, Cummins, Russell, Narayan and Morgan I don't think so too many uh, players will be coming in in a match or two I feel Shakib would get a chance in place of Narayan or maybe Pat Cummins but other than that I don't think so there will be too much shuffling of players Nakul looking at KKR their talisman, their key man really is Andre Russell in those, that middle order, particularly striking for home in the last few overs. I was looking at his uh, 48 off 13 balls two seasons ago. And in that edition of the IPL, IPL 2019, it 510 runs at a strike rate of 204. They really missed that last season, didn't they? Because they need that person that can see them home. And Andre Russell, two seasons ago, could win matches from completely losing situations. If they can get him fit and firing, that will be a major plus for K. Oh, huge. Um, you know, when Dry Russ is fit and when he's when he's hitting like he can, no one, not even Hardik Pandya, can match Dre Russ's destructive capabilities. But you've also got Morgan and Dinesh Karthik. I mean, that's a, that's a real murderer's row in the middle order. With KKR going into the auction, it wasn't really about, you know, getting a new players. It's getting the, the really good players they already had to perform at a higher level. You know, we talked about the, the fact that the, the batting order was very um, shuffled. In theory, that's a good thing because you have guys who can score with great intent and play with great intent 
intent at every stage of the innings but it sort of felt like it wasn't rather than reacting to situations it was oh this didn't work last time try this I don't know you know I think that there's a couple of questions obviously you know whether Andre Russell performs as we know he can what do they do with Sunil Narine is he back to opening is he floating in the middle order how much will he get to play can they get Lockie Ferguson into the into the attack more regularly uh, because I think that's a that's a massive deal um, for, for them Lockie Ferguson is a difference maker at every stage of the innings I really don't want to put, heap any more pressure on Kuldeep Yadav's shoulders not that he's listening you don't know he's not listening it's true he might be uh, you know that attacking wrist spin option in the, in the middle overs could be a big deal they do have you know they've got Khodobajan and Pavan Negi as, as potential sort of backup options for that Prasid Krishna's uh, just come into the Indian squad and he's in a um, uh, will have a lot of confidence to add with uh, Shavon Mavi and Kamlesh Nagar Koti so I don't think you know again it, it's pretty much the same as last year for, for KKR is that it's just about getting more out of what they had you know in, in theory they could be they could be absolutely fantastic and I think certainly a lot of fun to watch Harry Owen Morgan obviously in England World Cup winning captain very much respected over here I know the Indians have a huge amount of respect for him as well and this is his first season having full control of this KKR side leading them right through pre-season into the tournament that's going to be a big plus for KKR isn't it uh, definitely so when we look at the history of team franchises when they change captains midway except Roy Sharma in 2013 it hasn't worked out in the particular season where they changed the captain and the immediate next season has always been a good one I, I like to point out Shreya Sayer in Delhi so he was like very good in 2019 so when Morgan has full control I think uh, I mean always Dinesh Kadi is going to be there to help him and he always speaks to the spinners and that sort so but I think Morgan is Morgan is going to be a key man both in batting and captaincy I mean there is no less uh, I mean there is no lack of tactics or I mean, game plan with Morgan. So I think if uh, if he also steps up his batting, they are a team to look for. It's always going to be easier for a captain to lead the side right from the start, isn't it? And to have his authority right from the start as well. So I would imagine, I mean, Morgan looking forward to this season. Just to finish off with KKR, then Deepak. Pat Cummins obviously came in as the very high profile, big money signing last season. I don't think he bowled that badly, but he didn't really make the waves that a big money signing is expected to. Another year on, or six months on in this case, bigger purchases at the last auction as well second season it probably maybe Pat Cummings finds this one a little bit easier and he might be somebody that can be feared a bit more Cummings struggled to pick wickets to be honest uh, if you look closely at times he was the one who brought them into the games he was the one who won them some important crunch moments in, in the game if I remember correctly he bowled uh, about three overs in the power plays and one probably in the middle of the innings and that particular phase he was in absolute control in most games he is not exactly a T20 bowler so we cannot expect him to do very well at the death so I feel he did uh, his role to perfection what he was asked for and uh, with the bat also he brings in a lot of value so uh, I don't think price tag should be much of an issue as far as Cummins is concerned. He did decent, dis, dis, decently well and uh, I feel he's go- going to have the same role this time around. And right. it'll be great if they can somehow fit, uh, fit in Lockie Ferguson who is more of an attacking option. He, he gives you that little bit of uh, f- X-factor firepower doesn't he? He can take a couple of quick wickets and change the game Lockie Ferguson. It's going to be interesting to see how KKR go. Let's get our scores on the doors then for KKR. Out of 10 then. Deeps, let's um, stay with you. What's your score out of 10? Uh, my score will be 8.5. Harry. I think it's going to be 8. 8 from Harry. Knuckle. 7. <laughs> Naman. Go 5.5. 5.5 from Naman. He scarred Naman, I think, from last season. Neil. 4. I think Cummins at 7 is a very dangerous ploy. Samson. I'm going to say 5. They just need to stick together as a unit, but I don't see that happening. 5 from Samson. I'm going to go with 6 for KKR. So that's there. KKR looked at... 
wins. Put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000. And there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league. Let's move on then to the defending champions, the Mumbai Indians. They won their fifth title last year. They've won two on the bounce. They're going to be the first team to get three in a row if they win the 2021 incarnation of the IPL, led by Mahela Jayawardner and Rohit Sharma, two very calm but very competitive heads at the top of that franchise. And they are going to come into this tournament as the team to beat. Um, Neil, let's start with you with Mumbai. They have pretty much one of the, I would say, the most balanced squad in the competition. Do you see them retaining their trophy this time? I think that they're going to be hot favourites, especially when other teams don't have the home advantage. They are best placed to play well on any surface and they're so well drilled. They've got clarity uh, in their roles throughout the squad Um, and I don't really see a huge amount of weakness there. I think uh, even if one or two people drop out, I mean, they've got people like Chris Lynn who can come in specifically to flat debts against pace-heavy bowling. They can chop and change at will because everyone knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing. So I think they're by far the best place team to uh, to win this. I wouldn't be surprised but I do expect them to win. Naman, looking at uh, Mumbai Indians and their personnel, obviously you've been part of our Injury Against England series of podcasts and you've got the Pandya brothers in there, you've got Sky, Surikima Yadav, you've got Jasprit Bumrah, Ishan Kishan obviously making his debut in that series. There's a number of Indians coming out of that Indian squad back into an already successful Mumbai Indians camp who are going to be cock a hoop after India's performances and just raring to go in the IPL. That can only be good for, for Mumbai, can't it? Yes, it is always going to be an added advantage. Just what I worry is they should not just put an additional pressure on themselves, especially Sky and Ishan Kishan thinking about getting chosen for the World Cup and this could impact their performance. They should play just their natural innings, what they used to do for Mumbai. And also added what I see as a disadvantage, yes, there are neutral decks and everything but I don't think so they enjoy much playing in Chennai and their first five matches are in Chennai itself and they lack on the spinners uh, uh, deck and they only have uh, with them Rahul Cheher and luckily they have bought Piyush Chawla but they do not have uh, those uh, rank turners uh, spinners with them who could uh, strike and go to spinners for uh, Rohit Sharma so I feel these are the two loopholes which they need to look into but overall yes they are going to be a a team to beat again but uh, I feel that the first five matches are really going to be important for them as they'll be playing in Chennai. Samson, looking at Mumbai Indians from a supporter of another side's point of view, they're a threat, aren't they, for everybody in the competition? They definitely are a threat uh, to everyone. Uh, the strong contenders to, again, retain the trophy. I mean, this, this side is really good. I mean, they they really a strong uh, core of uh, team members. I mean, they have Surya Kumar Yadav, they have Ishan Kishan, they have uh, uh, Haldik Pandya and Kunal Pandya in the middle order to just come and finish the innings as well. I mean, I don't see any weakness from this side at all. I mean, they just, all of them are match winners. Even if they lose three wickets in the power play and there's, there's always going to be a Surya Kumar Yadav or someone like Kishan Kishan or even Hardik Pandya who can build the innings and take the game away from any opposition. Their only uh, weakness that I feel, I mean, the only thing that, should, that they should be worried is about having a replacement for Justin Duma. You don't have an ideal replacement for them, but other than that, this team is just unbelievable. I don't know... Uh, 
I don't know how it's going to be difficult for them the next year's option to retain such good players but this is such an unbelievable team I mean you don't, you don't see any weaknesses in them at all Harry looking at Mumbai from your side of things everybody said so far I can't find any weaknesses in this Mumbai side can you see any? I don't think so James it's honestly Mumbai's tournament to boost they they have 100% chance of winning unless they mess it mess themselves mess, mess it themselves so if you ask me last year I'd have probably said they don't have a good back for Rahul Chair they have ticked the box with Piyush Chawla so and you see the replacements are like just too good so if Kyron Pollard gets injured they have a very good all-rounder in Jimmy Nisham they have Adam Milne to be back up for Trent Bowl so the people on the bench are too good so I don't think there's a there, there's really any issue with the team well it's a fairly glowing preview for Mumbai Indians so far. Um, let's run through the scores and see if they reflect that. Let's start with you, Deeps. What's your score for Mumbai Indians? I'll go with 9.5. Harry? 9.5. Knuckle? 8.5. Naman? 8. Neil? 9 for me. And Sam? 9 for me as well. And I'm going to be a 9-2. So that completes the Mumbai Indians chat. Punjab Kings, they've rebranded from the Kings 11 Punjab of last year. Had some good times under KL Rahul, but didn't quite make the playoffs. Neil Varani, that rebrand, that Delhi Daredevils changed to Delhi Capitals and have had a good time in the couple of years since they've done that. Do you think it's going to have the same effect on a rebranded Punjab Kings this time? Well, we'll see if they're rebranding this, uh, their style of cricket as well. Um, it's got the potential to be a very exciting team, but I don't know. To me, it just seems a little bit unbalanced. I'm not sure how it all fits together. Potentially, you've got a top four of Kale, Mayan Kagawal, Chris Gale, Nick Poran, you know, the number one T20 uh, international player in the world, could struggle to get a game. So there is a lot of excitement there. But then I'm looking at the rest of the team and I'm not as sure. The bowling was a worry last year, especially at the death. They got absolutely smashed. And I'm not sure that uh, the introduction of Riley Meredith is really going to change that that much. What I saw of him, he seemed to do much better in the power play. So we'll see if if Arshdeep Singh can continue his upward trajectory and dovetail with Shami at the end, then maybe. But I still wonder if they're a bit light on the bowling. Deepak, Punjab Kings have signed, well, they spent quite a bit of money, didn't they? Uh, Riley Meredith's come in, Jai Richardson, the, the big purchase for them, did really well in the big bash this time around, 29 wickets at an economy rate of 7.69 in the Australian T20 competition. David Milan coming in as well as the world number one ranked ICC batsman. Um, so they've spent a bit of cash there. Do you think that's going to make a difference? Uh, well, surely. The last time they brought in Sheldon Cottrell as the second overseas passer and that didn't really work out and hence they had to go for someone with uh, uh, with some real pace and they went for Jai Richardson uh, also come in handy with the bat and uh, really Meredith will most likely be a backup for Jai Richardson coming to David Mullen uh, they will obviously prefer Kale along with Puran in the batting order and with two overs is spacer Mullen will more likely be a, a backup the only concern for them might be who will bat after Puran like uh, for the slots 5, 6 and 7 uh, there might be a shuffling between Mandeep Singh Sarfraz Khan the new signing Shahrukh Khan and all but the top order looks real solid with KL Rahul uh, Mayank Agarwal Gale and Puran I would like Rahul to change it, change his approach a bit and not uh, give statements like uh, strike rate is overrated and all and it's uh, because he has that style in him he has that game which can you know strike at good pace and also play consistently so if he, if he does that and if as a team they manage to win some crunch moments uh, unlike last year they are going to go some real distance this time Harry you look at Kings 11's record in the competition they made the semi-finals back in 2008 in the inaugural event they 
they finished second in 2014. But apart from that, they've not finished in the top four in the competition in all of the other 12 incarnations of the, the IPL. It's, it's going to be a major stretch for them, isn't it, to get to the latter stages this time? Definitely. I, I'll consider it a very good for the team if they get to the playoffs. So I do think they'll be uh, they'll be quite better than the last year, but I still have my concerns with the bowling attack. So my main area of concern is bowling. I'm, I'm okay with the batting. If Kale uh, starts to go you know crazy from the start like he did in 2018, the, I think the batting is all. They have to look at their ball. Nakul, Kale Rahul got a bit of criticism last year for his strike rate. He scored a lot of runs and it wasn't a terrible strike rate. But he seemed to be taking quite a lot on his shoulders as the captain of the side, taking that responsibility of, of trying to see Kings Eleven through because there wasn't a huge amount of trust with the middle order. Can you see him being a little bit more open and extrovert this time as a batsman? Kyle Rahul's a curious one because last year he was excellent in the power play and then slowly tailed away. Recently for India, he's taken time to get going, found much more fluency as he as he went on. Obviously, tending to bat in the middle order in the one-day internationals. You know, it should have worked last year with Glenn Maxwell and Nicholas Poor, and um, it didn't. Um, Maxwell didn't have a good, very good tournament. Darwin Milan, as we know, is the exact opposite. Is is um, is slow build, slow build, boom. Chris Gale, who knows? He'll he'll win some games on his own, but he is you know he is now forty one or whatever it is. I quite like the options of Sahraz and Shahrukh Khan in the middle order. I think th- those are useful options. And if they can get Ishan Porel onto the onto the field, the, the left arm quick more regularly, then they can maybe have Gale, Milan, Puran, and uh, one and probably Jai Richardson. I find it interesting that they've got um, bothered spending the money on Riley Meredith having already got Jai Richardson you know Riley Meredith feels like the guy you get if you can't get Jai Richardson so I'm not quite sure what was going on there and um, you know we could have another season of Fabian Allen becoming a much better player in everyone's eyes by not playing as uh, as everyone else uh, fails fails around him. Obviously, he's a fantastic all round option, uh, Fabian Allen, but I just don't see where he fits into this team. I, there, you know, there was some there was some plus points last year. Ravi Bishnoi coming into making a good partnership with uh, with M Ashwin. They are a little bit better Punjab Kings this year than last year. Again, I just a little bit like with Delhi. I just hope they just go for it. And uh, you know, if you can't be good, be fun. Yeah, if you can, that's a decent mantra to have in life, isn't it? If you can't be good, be fun. Let's do our marks out of 10 then for the Punjab Kings. Knuckle, we finish with you. Let's start with you. Five. In a fairly dismissive voice. Deepak. Seven. Seven from Deepak. Harry. Six. Six from Harry. Naman. Six and a half. Six and a half. Neil. Five for me. Sam. Five for me as well. Five from Sam. And I'm going to go with 5.5. So there's the uh, schools on the doors for Kings. I was going to say Kings 11 Punjab. Punjab Kings, as they are in the 2021 incarnation of the IPL. BlackRatCricket.com. Handmade English Willow Bats. They do have a cashmere range for bats 0 to 4. Starter kit all the way to pro level kits. They're based in Yorkshire. There is team wear available and there is a new signature range coming soon in February. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. Let's move on to the Rajasthan Royals. And we had the terrible news that Jafar Archer was going to be out for the whole season. That seems to be watered down now, so he's missing the first four games. But obviously doubts about their premier fast bowler. The Rajasthan Royals finished bottom of the pile in 2020, but they do have some star talent in their lineup. And it depends, I guess, as with most of them, if they can get off to a good start and get some confidence going. You never quite know. Let's start off with Harry this time. Rajasthan Royals, Harry, how do you see them going this time? Uh, I mean, I think 
Jofra Chess law I mean Jofra Chess Athens is a big loss so if you look at the last year their problem was being uh, they had only one quality bowler which was Jofra Chess and this time again they have the same problem only with only Chris Morris but also Chris Morris has has his injury concern so if Jofra and Chris Morris were together and with them Karthik Jaggi an upcoming bowler I would have been uh, pretty happy for them but uh, like unsure of Jofra Chess status and also like I am not sure Chris Morris will play in all the matches so Again, they are back to square one. Samson, Rajasthan Royals, they spent big, didn't they? Chris Morris has broken the record there. Interested me, that one, because I, I wouldn't necessarily put him down as the world's best T20 player. He's a very good T20 player and can provide some fireworks down the order with the bats as well. But it seemed that they were desperate to try and get a partner for, for Jofra. And now, obviously, Jofra's maybe got a big question mark against his name. How do you see all of that working out for them? James, Chris, Chris Morris is a really good addition, but the, but the point is, I mean, is he going to be match fit? I mean, how many games are you going to get out of him? That is one area of concern, but they have a they have really good side. I mean, if you look at, they have matchers like Ben Stokes and Josh Butler who can definitely win you games single-handedly. But again, looking at their bowling, it looks a little bit inexperienced having lost uh, Jofra Archer. But it, it, I think bowling is where the it's going to be a really concern for them and even uh, even the, even the top order i think they should really pull pull, pull themselves as a unit to to make it happen but uh, it it looks like a 50-50 chance that they might that they might make it to the playoffs neil we saw rahul tawatia doing his stuff that brought that new phrase into the cricket language of being tawatia when you're down and out and all of a sudden you fight back and win and they're going to need to show that kind of character again aren't they rajasthan royals this time if they're going to win matches and yeah you, you tend to find teams that go a long way in the competition they get into those tight corners and they come out they Tawatia teams and they come out and they win points from nowhere Radisson Royals are going to have to do that again I think so I think they've done some good business this year I think bringing in Chris Morris has probably left them with the best death bowling pair once Joffrey's fits um, again and that was a real issue with them Bernard Katz has, uh, has really gone around the park um, at the end of matches and they've lost ones which they otherwise would have won previously um, just looking at the Indian batting I think there's a lot of pressure on Sanju Sampson in his first year as captain and young Rian Parag as well with the assumption that Archer and Morris are always going to play when fit and then Butler and Stokes would be expected to as well then you're still looking a bit for at least one more Indian batsman after Parag and and Samson possibly Shivan Dubey will come in you'd think that five would be a little bit high for him and that would have Morris at six so I think they'll win quite a few matches but I think they'll get hammered a couple of times especially if Stokes and Butler get out quite early let's uh, have our scores then for the Rajasthan Royals this time start with you Neil finish with it let's have your mark out of 10 I'm going to say a six and um, lose out in the playoffs at the last moment and Raul Dravid shows his one every 10 year fit of emotion (laughs) I'm going to go with six as well I'm going to put my score in early this time around Samson 5.5 Michael 5 Naman 4 Harry 5 from you Harry was that yeah it was 5 and Deepak 5 5 from Deepak 
Let's move on then to RCB, the perennial underachievers in the IEPL. They're at Coley. Has that missing off his CV, doesn't he, at the moment? Uh, no title in India's premier domestic competition. They have bought big and they have got some serious firepower. But I'll tell you what, this is the, the one team in the IPL that I am not quite sure how it's going to go for. They could be absolutely magnificent in this edition of the IPL. Or it could all fall flat on its face. They've signed Glenn Maxwell. We saw that he wasn't particularly at his best for the Kings Eleven last year. It could go one of either way. Naman, how do you see RCB this time? Are you a glasses half full RCB onlooker, thinking that could all a star quality that they've always had could actually blend into greater than the sum of its parts this time, or will they fall away as they tend to do? I am also a bit uh, not sure uh, kind of uh, status right now for RCB, but uh, they have always uh, this dramatic entry and uh, likes of Maxwell and all. They have a king-like entry and they like do not fall uh, and do not like uh, the value which they get purchased, do not perform uh, that kind of innings that they give it to their team. But overall, I feel, yes, they have purchased likes of Jamison and uh, everyone, but I still feel that uh, their main concern is the dead bowling and I I am still not sure. Uh, Siraj is the right white ball uh, bowler. I still feel that they needed one good experienced Indian bowler. And also, apart from uh, Virat Kohli and Devdat Padigal, yes, ABD is there, but he is not in touch with cricket. So, I feel the best addition to their team is right now is Dan Christian, the kind of form he has been lately and what he has done for Sydney Sixers. He has to play all the 14 matches uh, by hook or crook. I feel he is going to add the balance to the team and his four overs are going to be crucial. Because, uh, yes, they tend to score 200, but the team also end, end up uh, chasing the, those totals. I feel Yuzvendra Chahal is also not in good form. So, overall, their bowling needs to uh, get formed up and be take quick wickets early. And uh, they need to come up with a good bowling lineup and they need to find form as quickly as possible. Elsewise, uh, their batting has always been good uh, in all the editions. Stay with you, Naman. Uh, on the Dan Christian thing, we, we spoke about him a lot in the Big Bash coverage, didn't we? Because he is a person that wherever he seems to go he gets success in T20 and there's no coincidence there because he brings a lot to that dressing room just as a human being as somebody to lead not necessarily as a captain but can lead on the pitch he's a major addition to their their ranks this time yes very much and uh, also just to add to the confusion over there uh, they have Kyle Jamieson over there they have Maxwell over there they have Daniel Sam over there so this is why I want uh, RCB to play Dan Christian among all these all-rounders at least because he's the one who is going to bowl his four overs and he has been a very much uh, a different bowler right now and he has bowled in the slog overs as well for Sydney Sixers. Uh, so I feel uh, with so many all-rounders they need to quickly find their playing 11 uh, as uh, quickly as they could going into the tournament and make use of uh, Dan Christian as much as possible is what I want to appeal to RCB. Harry, looking at Virat Kohli, obviously legend of the game, um, living legend of the game, terrific terrific player. But how do you Indians view him in the IPL. I mean, I've questioned his captaincy a little bit in terms of T20 cricket on this podcast in the past. And obviously, having not won the IPL, he can't really stick two fingers up at the likes of me that question his T20 leadership because he's had some major stars there, although they have invested big in two or three big players and maybe have to then stretch the budget a little bit. But how do the Indian public see Virat Kohli in terms of his IPL leadership? You're not alone, James. Most of the public think that he, ha- he, ha- he has had to win at least two, two three cups by now. So uh, there is always going to be the question until he procures a trophy for himself. And also, uh, not only the captaincy aspect, if you see his batting last year, it was just rotating the strike and 
wasn't able to get the boundary count i think uh, rcb were the had the lowest boundary percentage in the middle overs and he has to like step up on his batting also and uh, regarding his captaincy rcb have always had the best 11 on paper for most of the years probably only bettered by mumbai so on paper they are the strongest team but they have to bring it out on the field i i mean I, I, people will always question his captaincy until uh, he gets the trophy samson you are rcb man you've heard me being critical and you've heard a couple of negative points there how, how up for it are you this time around i know you're a big rcb fan do you, do you see them having their success because they've always flattered to deceive in the past haven't they true james i mean when i look at the squad i'm really confused i mean it looks like a really good side but there are there are a few concerns you know uh, we struggle during the 17 to you know, in the middle overs we do we do struggle a lot between the 7 to 16 overs phase and you know we don't we don't have a reliable uh, you know indian batsman uh in the middle order to kind of anchor the innings or to even finish the innings and our dead bowling has always been pathetic and i don't see that improvement coming in this year i thought they're going to get a good dead bowler i don't think kylie jameson would make any difference uh because we saw him leave a lot of runs in the uh in the previous series that they played um and we have really good bowlers who are good in power play but not someone who can come in and bowl into the death overs because that becomes really crucial when you uh, when you go to the playoffs Uh, it becomes really crucial i don't see that the kind of bowling attack but yes we do have a good team we have uh, really depth uh, good depth in the batting that was a concern last year you know we were, we were very slow but we have len maxwell who kohli can you know take his mind off and play freely and uh, uh, you know we have good left hand right hand combination throughout throughout it but i just i just don't understand if uh, this is the right team to actually this is the best team that rcb has ever had because we've had really good teams in the past but this team doesn't uh, strike to me as the best team who, who they can win the match but i i just i just don't know what to make out of this team uh, they can go all the way or they'll just like you said they're going to fall flat i just really don't know what to make out of this team so it's going to be interesting to see how they go about the business that's interesting you saying that actually because that's exactly how I feel about them as well as I said it's, uh, I mean just, just one more point Sam before I, I move on the mm-hmm. um, Kyle Jameson signing yeah, spent 15 crore on him obviously have these success with New Zealand but mainly in those kind of conditions if he's had any experience in injury it's not been plentiful it's a bit unknown isn't it they've spent a lot of money on somebody that they're not I, I'm not sure they're completely convinced is the, is the man uh, same here I, I mean I've I never and I don't know why they could have gone with someone like Shadwick Gontam if you're going with someone like Kylie James because he's unproven talent and he's not familiar with Indian conditions and I don't know how, how paying him so much of money and you know looking at looking at him as an X factor would actually uh, work out for RCB here but I would not prefer Kylie James in the playing 11 I would want either Daniel Christian or at least uh, Kane Richardson in the 11 at least they can they're proven match winners I don't see Kylie James in as as a proven match winner for uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore it's a bit of gamble that they've got him one or two he's going to get one or two games and he's going to get smashed all in the park that's what I feel about him or maybe he could be a hit uh, like I said James this team is really unpredictable you just don't know what to make of it and that's what they've always been isn't it you look at them on paper they can produce <laughs> they can produce the incredible and they can also get absolutely battered that's been the history of RCB really down the years knuckle come in now and actually put everybody out of their misery because i'm not at all sure about this RCB side neither is samson who is their RCB fan do you see them being a success this time i think in theory they filled some of the holes maxwell in the middle order taking some of the pressure off coley and ab i'm, I'm glad that samson mentioned 
Kane Richardson, who they've retained from last year, though he wasn't able to actually play much last year. He pulled out through personal reasons. Adam Zampa came in. Kane Richardson is a good death bowler and someone who can be a useful option, as is actually that's his specialty. I think that's an important thing for RCP. How much he'll play, to be honest, I don't really know. As I'm using the last few days, Josh Philippi has had to pull out Finn Allen coming in is super exciting. I don't know how that's going to work, to be honest. Um, Virat Kohli said he's going to open in the uh, this season. Who's he going to open with? Is it going to be Padikal? Uh, are they going to have Mohamed Azaruddin, who's been uh, not that one, who has been who's been excellent in domestic cricket? Are they going to bring Finn Allen in to open at the top of the order alongside Coley, which means that you only have room for one of Jameson or, or Kane Richardson, and probably can't fit Adam Zampa in. Who's that extra hitter in the middle o- in the middle order to allow De Villiers and Maxwell to play like De Villiers and Maxwell rather than nudging the ball around? I think there's the makings of quite a good playoff contending team here, but just you can never be sure we're. we're with RCB, the the sort of random cricket generator. <laughs> In your answer there, despite all the positivity, there were more questions than answers, and that's that's what we. I think that's where, how we go into this edition of the IPL with RCB. Knuckle, we'll stay with you for your score out of 10 for their chances. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic and say uh, six and a half. Deepak? I feel the wait for the talk is going to go longer. I'll go with six and a half. Harry? Seven. Seven from Harry. Naman? Go with 5.5 and appeal to them bowl last death overs with the use of Daniel, Sam and Christian and not go for 14 gross spent on Maxwell. Neil? I'm really torn here. I think it's either a four or a nine. But with the addition of Dan Christian, you've almost guaranteed the title. So I'm going to say nine. <laughs> well, four and nine is 13. You can't have that. Sam? I'm going to go with 7.5. 7.5 from our RCB man. I'm massively torn here. I think I'm going to go with a seven. So that's the RCB score. <laughs> Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. One franchise left, and it's Neil's franchise, the Sunrisers Hyderabad, always in the playoff mix. They weren't last year, were they? They came right through the pack to squeeze in to the final four and finished up third last time around. Neil obviously didn't do a huge amount of uh, work in the uh, IPL auction that uh, happened in February because there wasn't a huge amount to spend, was there? But how do you see them shaping up as they go into this season? It's very hard for me to say. I think I'm still in shock at yesterday's um, replacement signing, which which I've tried and I just can't figure out how it's going to work. The only thing I can assume is that we're going to go with the much vaunted Gujarat Lions strategy of just having openers throughout the team. I, I saw a few, I, I put out on Twitter, 
I mean, we're talking about Jason Roy, aren't we? Coming in to, um, sure. as a replacement for Mitchell Marsh. And it's no criticism of Jason Roy. He's a very fine white ball player. But it's just, look, you look at the balance of the side and you look at the squad they've got and obviously the ability mm-hmm. to only play four overseas players, you wonder where he fits. But then somebody came out to me on Twitter and said, well, they've just bought a very good backup player. Do you, do you think that's how they're, they're seeing that? I think that's a possibility. If you look at some of the grounds where the game's going to be played, such as Mumbai, then they tend to be flatter and a bit more scene-friendly. Someone like Jason Roy could do very well in Mumbai and has done in the past. He scored a tremendous century for Delhi Daredevils, I think they were at the time. But him coming in for Mitch Marsh doesn't make sense to me because Sunrise's weakness was the finishing. And Mitch Marsh was brought in to do that role, a role that he's done very well for Australia in the last couple of years and especially well in the big batch. And Jason Roy, I've only seen him play lower down the order for the Gujarat Lions and he had a horrible time of it. Johnny Bairstow could possibly get moved down a bit. Um, You really wouldn't want to move Warner or Williamson down. But then we've got an issue which we had last season with the addition of Jason Holder to bolster the pace attack. Then we had too many foreign players to fit in the team and Bairstow ended up sitting out through little fault of his own, but because he was the player who could best be replaced by an Indian player in Riddiman Sahar. I'm curious as to how Jason's going to fit in. Um, I think he's a wonderful player on seeming true flat decks. He's got a very hit-miss record in India and on turning pitches. I think he may not get as much game time and it's an opportunity missed there. I think the biggest signing in the old Arsene Wenger, not really a signing, but it seems like it, is the return of Boothy at close to his best form off the back of the games against England. He is the leader of that attack. And alongside Natarajan and Sundeep and Jason Holder, if he is chosen, then we've got a fine, fine uh, pace bowling attack there for Indian pitchers. Yeah, the spin attack is excellent, but the best spinners are all foreign. In fact, they're Afghan. Um, I think Nabi will get some game time due to his skills as a lower order hitter. Majib, even though he struck a few lusty blows in the big bash, probably won't get that much game time. So it's, I think the first 11 will be good, but we're going to be quite reliant. Our weak link is the lower order hitting. And we've got Samad and Abhishek Sharma as domestic players there. If they come off, then we could have a very good year. If not, then we could end up posting lower totals than we could do. But the return of Boovey means we'd have a better chance of defending them in a classic Sunrisers way. Yeah, Boovey coming through that series against England with his uh, credentials intact and his fitness intact is a really big thing, I think, for SRH. Harry, looking at the uh, the Sunrisers, Captain David Warner is effectively their talisman. He's got the uh, orange cap for leading run scorer in the competition three times in the past. Hasn't always been in the best of form and fitness in the last 12 months, but he's crucial, isn't he, for their performance? Definitely, Jim. So, as we all know, he had a groin injury uh, during the India series and we are not sure if he's 100%, but uh, he has like continued playing for the New South Wales side in the one-day tournament. So, he'll be the key man for the batting. So, uh, I'm not sure who's going to partner him at the top, the same conundrum as last year. Is it going to be the Ritiman Saha so that they get an extra foreign bowler? Or they're going to go back to Bastow. So whomever he opens with is, you know, the the king. He's, he opens up, he left, he's the left-hander. So I mean, left-handers are just too good. Deepak, as Neil was saying almost there, the fact they've got so many quality overseas players, it's almost a, a, a downside, isn't it? Because you can't actually pick which the best four 
in terms of the balance of the 11, you can't actually pick which the best four to actually start for SRH. You're going to get four quality players sitting on the bench, twiddling their thumbs, thinking, I've turned up into a bio bubble and I'm not playing it. So you've got the potential there for a little bit of discontent. Well, I, I would see that as an advantage because, uh, you know, IPL is a very long tournament. You some players sometimes do get a, an eagle or two, sometimes pick up a hamstring injury or so in the middle of games or, you know, for a couple of games or even for the whole tournament, but in the middle of this race. So in that case, having some quality on the bench really helps. More, most often we see KKR have, uh, do not, not having any, any good replacements of players like Andre Russell. So that's not the case with SRH here. They have got very good replacements for each and every slot they wanted. So basically once Mitchell Marsh pulled out, all they needed was a backup player and it was up to them on in which department they wanted a backup. They have decided to go in with uh, a, bat, a batsman. Uh, what I really wanted was the overseas bowler as a backup, but uh, anyways, it's decided and uh, now they have to go with that. Sam, we'll finish with you on, on SRH. You look at their team, Jason Holder came in for the latter part of last season and did really well. Sort of lower middle order um, experience there and able to hit them home and obviously a, a fairly safe pair of hands with the bowling side of things. Are you in the camp of seeing him as being one of the four overseas and, and adding balance to that side or would you prefer to see Sunrises go with all of their star quality at the top end of the order. Uh, Jason Holder should definitely be uh, in, in the playing 11. Uh, he should get all 14 games even if they qualify to the playoffs. I think he's going to be a huge factor in taking them to the playoffs. He should be part of the uh, playing 11 and I think he's done really well in last year. He took them home. He, uh, they eliminated RCB. Uh, but if you look at their team, I think the top order is sorted. The bowling looks really good. But the only concern is uh, is not having a finisher in their team. I'm not sure how deep Akura is. He, he didn't play the Syed Mustakali trophy, so he's just coming out uh, from the from the bubble and he's just trying to hit the ball. I don't I don't see the middle order or the uh, the finish uh, or the uh, finishes in there for SRH so not sure about and this that, that's a one area of concern for SRH but other than that they're top class well, for one final time then let's run through our scores on the doors out of 10 Sam SRH's chances uh, 6.5 Neil I'm going to give them an 8 8 from Neil Naman I'll go with 9 I feel they have a brutal bowling attack with Bowie informed Natarajan Rashid Khan Mujib I don't see any other team having a good bowling attack other than Mumbai Indians. So I'll give, go with nine. I feel they're strong contenders. Knuckle. Six. I think the fact that you can't really work out what their best top order is, is is a problem. Obviously, Boovie back is, is a massive deal, but I just think there's there's too much uncertainty and and, and too little utilisation of their best resources uh, and thus too much pressure on the, on the likes of Williamson and Rashid Khan. Uh, so six. Harry. 7.5. 7.5 from Harry. Deepak. Uh, well, if you ask me uh, the chances to play offside, we'll go 10 on 10. About winning the trophy, I'll go with 7.5. 7.5 from Deepak. And I'm going to give them an 8.5. So that means that uh, they finish off with a score on the door of 53 out of a potential 70 on our previews today. And that actually puts them into second place on our list of teams in this year's IPL. I'll do them in reverse order from our scores that we've had so far. In eighth place, Rajasthan Royals. In seventh place, it was Punjab. Kings. In sixth place, we have CSK. In fifth place, we have KKR on 44 points out of 70. The next on the list was RCB with 49 out of 70. Then it was the Delhi Capitals. They finished in third on our list with 51 out of 70. SRH with 53 out of 70 coming second. And by some distance, the Mumbai Indians, 62.5 out of 70 was what the fan badges gave them on today's podcast. And they are 
our pick to go on and win. James, is that not almost the exact order that the teams ended up in last I, year? I was thinking that as I was reading them out because it's basically almost exactly the same, isn't it? It's amazing. We've gone all the way around the houses and effectively we reproduced last season's IPL. I was just going to say that it's almost identical to the points table last season. Yeah. So Admittedly, there were about, sort of, was it four points separating eighth and third, but still. Yeah, yeah. but uh, well, Mumbai Indians, despite the fact that you know we have reproduced the same order, they have won by um, some, some distance there on our predictions but these are only predictions they are only our scores out of 10 we are yet to see the competition start on the 9th of april and as we know predictions don't always come true there is a whole load of games to play before we know who lifts the crown this time at ipl 2021 deepak harry and welcome harry to the podcast for the first time mackle naman neil and samson thank you for joining me today on this preview and you'll hear them and many more fun badges back very soon indeed as we go through our daily podcast for ipl 2021 i've been james the cricket badger I'll talk to you again soon. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at cricket underscore badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Podcast Network.